Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Las Vegas, Nevada, Joey Nochofreno. Hello, Andy. Good Friday. Yes. Why didn't we do a show on Thursday, Andy? Well, I was here in Las Vegas. Not a whole lot going on. It's ready to do the show. I, I couldn't do my flu game. I just couldn't do it. The flu is real. It's, it wasn't just the flu. I had the worst case of diarrhea I've ever had. Hot start to the show. I'm just going to I'm just going to let it flow like the diarrhea was with what happened. <laughs> have you ever had it so bad where you can't even drink water? I've never had that. I have. But, well, I, like, I've talked about it on the show before my 11-day bout with stomach sickness yeah where it was like nothing everybody's like oh take a sip of ginger flat ginger ale yeah. i was like cool found a found a puke diarrhea yeah that's what was going on everything was it something you ate well my daughter was sick and she was puking the day before so i don't know if i got what she had and it went out the other way but also she had a uh her two-month checkup and she had a few vaccinations and, and one of them was an oral one and it was for something it's not it's not it, i know it sounds like rona it sounds like corona it's the road i feel i like are you trying are you, are you i feel like you've put cheese out and now you've just like you're, <laughs> no, you're trying to get me snapped in a, in a rat trap i'm not i'm not taking this that's bait that's this, bait right there it's called rota virus okay. yeah. like r-o- TA or I think that's what it is. But anyway, it's like an this is the one of the vaccines they were she got three vaccines the other day and uh they put it on her mouth, I guess to prevent her from getting it or I don't I fucking I don't know. Regardless, uh the nurse specifically said, "Don't kiss her for the next 15 minutes or you could get really bad diarrhea." And I didn't kiss her for 15 minutes at all. And that was on Tuesday. Well, it and seems th- like this is not, this can't be just a coincidence. Well, that's what I was saying to my girlfriend. And I was like, I was like, wait, but suddenly I get like the worst case of diarrhea, but it was 24 hours later. Yeah. And I could, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't go anywhere. And I had to sleep and I was so dehydrated. I celebrated when I ate a piece of toast. Like that was the biggest, I've only, I've only had two pieces of toast. Like the biggest win ever. So I'm assuming I got it from Meanwhile, her. I'm in Vegas and somehow you look better than me. Like, I feel like I'm, I feel Vegas is, Vegas is a human uh, parasite. The late night's getting you. I'm not even up that late. I think it's just the, my biggest issue with Vegas is the air quality, just general air quality. Every casino is just a, a disgusting smoke cesspool. And then outside, you're not really getting a whole lot of relief going out into the fucking desert dryness. How hot is it right now? I haven't been outside today, but I think it's in the high 80s. 
is our Vegas casino is like the last bastion holding on to where you can smoke inside. Yeah, probably. I mean, casinos in general. Like you can always smoke in casinos. Generally, yeah. I think there's some smoke-free casinos now for the people who don't want to be around smoke. A safe space, if you will. The pussies. Uh, a safe space. <laughs> um, but uh, for the most part, I mean, I think I think degeneracy that comes with gambling, you know, you got to have the booze. You got to have the cigarettes. And I bet you get some interesting cats in that Rio hotel as well. Oh yeah. The one of the girls who's one of the women on the uh show on, on at the comedy cellar, her joke is that the official luggage, the official suitcase of the Rio Hotel is a cooler. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the place you're just not gonna you're not going to feel right until you leave there. A week is a long time. Any good food, though? You should be eating some good food at least. Sadly, no. Uh, I haven't really. I haven't, I've been here since Tuesday. I've had a lot of, just had a lot of Rio food, you know? A lot of Rio employee dining room. Any uh, Subway? No. Thank God. Thank God. There's a Smash Burger here that's not bad. It's a great name, by the way. Yeah. It's very sexual. Yeah. I mean, it's a sexual term. You know, I smashed her. Be the term for like when your when your bowel movements get back to normal. Oh, oh, it's been days since I took a proper smash burger. Oh, I can't wait. I kept thinking of here's a dirty sports throwback. George Brett Water. Yeah. That was in Vegas. That's his famous Vegas story, isn't it? That's right. That wasn't Vegas. Yeah, I kept thinking about that. But hey, man, I survived. We're here. We got sports to talk. We got baseball calls, basketball calls, movement happening, NFL teams being sold. We even have a hockey update. Whoa. Where are we starting? I mean, good question. We could start with could we should we go crazy and start with the hockey update? Sure. Why not? So Ryan, we put out the bat signal to Ryan Clatt, our Canadian hockey correspondent, and he uh he answered the call with a call. So here's what Ryan has to say. Summing up, this is I think a couple of days ago, the NHL regular season. Hey guys, it's Ryan Clatt calling in with a hockey update. My apologies that it's been a while, but uh, I'm here now, so let's do it. I'll recap some of the big headlines of the regular season, and then uh, next week I'll do a playoff preview with the playoffs starting on Monday. So probably the biggest story of the year has been the Boston Bruins. They officially have the greatest regular season record in NHL history. They surpassed the 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning and the 96 Red Wings in wins, so... Incredible season by the Bruins, obviously, but let's not forget that Lightning team got swept in the first round. And there's a been a bit of a curse with the team with the best record in the NHL, but uh, more on that next week. Another big story for the year has been Connor McDavid. 
He became the first player since Mario Lemieux in 1996 to get over 150 points in a season. So he will, without a doubt, win the Hart Trophy as the MVP, and uh, he's just continuing to establish himself as one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Looking forward to see what uh, him and the Oilers can do in the playoffs. Okay, I think I'm going to have to leave another call here before it cuts me off. Okay, call number two. So I just wanted to quickly talk about a big story in hockey this year, and that's this year's draft and who is going to be picked first overall. One of the biggest, most hyped prospects of all time. The kid's name is Connor Bedard. Yes, another Connor. Apparently you're nasty at hockey if your name's Connor. But uh, anyways, in my lifetime, probably the biggest prospects have been Crosby, mcdavid and now this guy so he's like a once in every 10-ish years prospect and there was a lot of talk of teams tanking this year to get better odds at him and i think that was absolutely happening so i just wanted you guys to be aware of that okay so there's still a few things to be decided in the season yet a couple games left so next week i'll get into the playoffs and obviously go into the matchups more and it might possibly be a live call, Andy. We'll see. I'm a little limited by these two-minute calls. Just saying. All right, uh, stay dirty. Go Leafs, go Jays. We'd love to hear from Ryan. A live call. He DM'd yeah. me about that. Yeah, I'd like to ask Ryan some questions. Like, for one, you know, he talked about um, the – the Connor McDavid being, you know, one already he's calling him one of the great hockey players of all time. And that made me think, I mean, I'm not super hockey knowledgeable, but I know for a fact he's never won anything in terms of team championships. And I, it seems like that's something that is healthy about the hockey discussion mm. uh, that you hear. Yeah. You never really, I, I don't even know who has the most cups for a player i know obviously wayne gretzky um is generally considered the greatest hockey player of all time by everybody except for like the those random want to be want to be different folks um i don't know where he stands i mean i know he won four with the the oilers um but it seems like that might be a healthy part of the hockey conversation is that people can be considered these elite all-timers while not even having a single championship. And I like that because I think it, and we all know everybody with a brain knows sports is, is a team accomplishment winning championships. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy, man, because when you look at the hockey players, I was bringing like, obviously we don't follow it, but like, I don't know any of these guys. Like the top dudes. Like how I don't even know how many like how many is it like seven cups? Most is eleven. Eleven. Henry Richard. That's the he's the Bill Russell of Yes. Hockey guys. I well who, here's something I didn't know. Messier has six. That's interesting. I mean, I know he I thought he had four with the Oilers Edmonton. with Gretzky, then yeah. the one with the Rangers, and we're to get another one. Or did they win five? 
Maybe they won five. Maybe well, how many does are... Gretzky have? Let me see here. I like, but I like this. I like that. Like, there's got to be people. Yeah, Gretz, Gretzky won four with Edmonton. I bet okay. that he was traded. He didn't get that fifth one. So, um, I th- I think that that's something that's good about the hockey conversation. That's great. Like, I bet you the a person who knows as much about basketball as I know about hockey would probably be able to tell you how many rings Michael Jordan has and how many that compares to LeBron James. And they might not know Robert Ory has more than both of them. They might not know that, you know, whatever, but I like that. I like that about the hockey combo. Well, it's something that you don't hear much. It's, it's, it's interesting, but I, it's interesting to be say like this, this up and coming Connor, all these Connors, it's probably like the third, you know, like the every 10 year guy, like the Sidney Crosby, you know, it's crazy. These guys could, I wouldn't, none of these guys would I recognize. No, I don't think I'd recognize Sidney Crosby if I saw him. No, I'd re- you'd recognize Wayne Gretzky. Re- Wayne Gretzky. I would. You Mark think Messier you'd, you'd think, I would. Yeah. You think you'd recognize like Mario Lemieux or Yarmir Yager? You know, they walked into the Anderson Kroger. Probably not. Okay. We, we I probably a, I probably recognize those guys. I probably rec, I probably recognize. I'm trying to think about who else. I wouldn't recognize Connor McDavid. That's for sure. You know, there's a big NHL fan who I'd recognize, Cuba Good Jr. He's a big NHL fan. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Did you see the thing of him? I like that now. You've you've you you can recognize so few hockey players. You're now talking about what people who like hockey you'd recognize. <laughs> Did you ever see the thing of Cuba just bombed? Wasn't it like the hockey awards show? No. You've never seen this? But I've seen him bombed before. Cuba Gooding like- Jr. famously uh, likes himself some booze. Oh, dude. My my buddy, my buddy has this picture with him. He was in Vegas a few years ago. Cuba. I, dude, he's he's got this picture. He sends me. They're at you know some pool party in Vegas. It, it's it's one of the best pictures I've ever seen. He's so bombed and he's got his arms around my buddy and and he is next level. So yeah, so so I knew this happened. This is uh, this is uh, this is just thought of Cuba Gooden Jr. is a hot mess at the NHL awards. I figured uh, I figured there was something like this up. Let's let's just see. Let's just see what we got here. If I if I bring this up on the screen, we'll see what's going on with uh with Cuba here. It's on Facebook. What? Let's do it. Fancy to the Edmonton Oilers, Andrew Ferris. Roll clip. Congratulations, and tell us what it's like to play hockey in your hometown. I mean, that must be cool. I'd like to thank your wife, too, Andrew. (laughs) Thank you, baby. (laughs) The NHL Foundation Players Award recognized that they were like, that's why we didn't invite him. (laughs) Patrice (laughs) Bergeron. Patrice (laughs) Bergeron. Patrice. They won us close to the mic because they were too cheap. To Was he the host? What is happening here? So, or did he just so not leave? Patrice, well, and Will Lacey. Will Lacey in the 
you just punch that kid? <laughs> I know, I know. Control yourself. Come on, Mark. Tight. Come on. Right, let's buddy. make a reverse for you. Come on. Let's do it this okay, way. Let's do it this, let's way. Do it this <laughs> way. That's right. Double stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark, tell us seriously about uh, the Messier Leadership Award. Just say a little. I'd something. like here's another yeah. call, here's yeah. another question for Ryan. How come Look. hockey players are always bald? How come like post career hockey players are always just like completely bald? Dude, how yeah? How uncomfortable are these guys? Is Messier and this other dude? Yeah. He said, "Let's make a reverse Oreo," and he put his arms around him. Yeah. What a shit show. Yeah, man. This is like a... <laughs> No, I, it's my hope and belief that... Uh... <laughs> his hand in his hand. Where's Cuba from that he's such a big hockey fan? Yeah, Stanley Cup's heavier. It's a little bit. <laughs> this is amazing. Am I, uh... Dustin, tell everyone what it's like to play in Los Angeles. Because we know how wonderful that is. Bro, I think he went to rehab like after this. Like, no lie. <laughs> they were like, uh, you got to go to rehab, bro. So, like, if hockey players think that you're too drunk, you need rehab. He was born in the Bronx. Wow. Yeah, man. He's a New Yorker. His family moved. Wow. Well, they moved to LA, but they didn't move to Canada. No. Okay. This is literally dirty sports covering NHL. I, I hijacked the entire legit call with like, hey, man, you know, you know Cuba Gooding Jr. is a big hockey fan? Let's show this clip of you know, him. Cuba just- Gooding Jr. is a drunk, right? And Ryan's like, what? I'm going to have to do a live call. <laughs> we're like, Ryan, we're going to have to put you on hold. We have to pull up NHL Hockey Awards, NHL Awards where Cuba uh, caresses Mark Messier's head. I do want you to bring up the question – Put that pin that one as far as why is it, why is everybody bald? Yeah, like Gretzky's not, not all of them. But I feel like a lot of them are. I got a call from a friend of mine who's a big hockey fan the other day. He listens to the show, so I think he's gonna be really excited about this. I wonder if he was hoping that this would come up as soon as the hockey question started. Um, this isn't gonna be a very politically correct conversation. PC, you know. Uh, so cover your ears if you're, if you're easily offended, if you if you need a safe space. Um, but he called me the other day and he was like, you know, at this point, Gretzky has been retired long enough where I think a lot of young people probably just know him as the father of that girl who did cocaine off of Dustin Johnson's dick. And I was like, wow, that's a bold claim. And he was like, it just goes to show you no matter how, great of a man you are if your daughter's like a coke whore like it all come crumbling down wait a second it's known that she did it off his dick or are you just saying that this is apparently a known so thing. i didn't know that i knew i knew they like to dabble in a little coke yeah they did she did it off his dick App- apparently that's why he needs that live money man and his point was just like, imagine, imagine there was a, a time in the world where everybody knew you as the great one. And now they just know you as that chick, that coke horse dad. That's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
didn't know it to that extent. Then that's and that and that and there's a point there because, you know, with social media, we all know she's probably got how many how many more followers do you think Paulina Gretzky has than Wayne Gretzky on Instagram? Oh, I don't. I have no idea. I don't follow either of them, so I don't either. But she only has 1.1 million followers. I would have thought. So she wouldn't even be the most famous person on my phone. Humble brag. No, uh, I, was, I was just joking about that. That's the measurement tool these days. I know. Let's see here. Wayne Gretzky has. Yeah. 213,000. Wow. Five times the amount of followers. That's amazing. That really is amazing that Wayne Gretzky has 213,000 followers. He's the best hockey player of all time. I heard Jordan rig the algorithm so that he he always has the most of any NBA player ever. Is is Michael Jordan even on Instagram personally? No way. No way. Actually, I think when you're when you're a, a certain level of fame, you're better off having not been on for a while. Like you remember when Eli Manning joined Twitter and everybody was like, Eli Manning's on Twitter. If he had been there the whole time, he would have just had like whatever. I think when you're like mega famous and so many people know you that it becomes a news story that you join and then you immediately get a bunch of followers like Jennifer Aniston got like a million followers like day one or something like that because everybody's like Jennifer Aniston's on Twitter. Like if if Wayne Gretzky joined Twitter for the first time today, it'd be a huge deal. Yeah, a hundred percent. Was watching her last night. In- introduced the lady to Office Space last night. Oh, okay. I was like, you don't recognize some of these quotes from Dirty Sports. Like, you don't recognize any of these. You're uh, not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> What, what, it's still a great movie. I mean, that oh, one yeah. that one really holds up. It's incredible. I saw it in theaters, and it wasn't at all what I was expecting it to be. And I left being like, "Wow, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen." Nineteen ninety nine, man. I remember Re- seeing it at the Lehigh Valley Multiplex. Yeah, it holds up, and I, I probably watch it every couple of years. Really funny. Two chicks, man. I mean, so many great lines. O-Face. Yeah. yeah. Just so many great lines. All right, Prano. Let's talk a little baseball. Okay. The Rays are 13-0. and 0, tying, I know. Tying the... I love when they do these things. The modern era most wins to start a season. 13 straight. It's wild. Did anybody see this coming? No. I mean, no. No. It's cer- certainly no one saw... This coming, no, I don't think, I don't even think predicting teams to win X amount of games to start a season is even like a bold prediction anybody makes because it's just, it's so irregular in baseball. Like if you think about baseball, if you just win every every three-game series you play, if you essentially, if you win every series you play, meaning you lose a game in every series, you have you have one of the best records ever, you know. Um, so the idea of going this many straight without just like a bad performance, a bad loss, a bad pitching, you know, meltdown, 
It's insane. And I love it because obviously everybody's, you know, I think the Yankees were the second. I think the Yankees were second behind the Astros in terms of World Series odds to start the year. So they've won, or I'm sorry, they've scored 101 runs. I mean, just just blowing out the next closest team with most runs. Like, it doesn't even come close. Now, I did see one thing that would be like, to critique it, all teams with losing records, but like the year just started. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Not only did the year just start, but all teams with losing records, a big part of that is every team that they've played so far has been swept by them. Yeah. So you factor into the 11 games some teams played that they have a three-game sweep to the Rays in there. No, for sure. I know. It's crazy, though. So I guess if they beat the Blue Jays tonight, they would set the modern era record. Yep. And honestly, with baseball, historically, teams that get out to a good start yeah, finish right? really well. Teams that get out to a shitty start don't always necessarily have the worst year ever, but it's very rare for a team that has like an incredible start to have a meltdown. Sure. If you have a few game lead going in even into like May, I think the statistics are pretty good. If you have a five game lead going into May, I know that that is what's interesting. Everybody says, "Oh, it's it's 162 games," but if you start good, I mean, that's the one thing I always remember about that '90 Reds team. They started nine and zero, yeah, and they won the World Series. It's like you start good. Well, the part of you starting good that is is more important than everything is like over the course of the year, you can have every team's going to have a bad stretch. You can you can get us you can you can get swept by some team and it's not, it really doesn't factor in nearly as much. Yeah. Cause it's such a long year. No, for sure. We got a couple baseball calls. I'm going to start off with this one, a little hypothetical for, for us. Okay. A hypothetical regarding major league baseball. Going on, boys. Calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. I am wondering <laughs> what rule would baseball and that absolute piece of shit Rob Manfred have to change uh, to make you just give up on the game? Like, you know, uh, baby Isla, baby Prano in a couple of years, maybe. What would it take for you guys to just not even care about baseball or getting your, your offspring into the sport? Like, if they made it, I don't know, three balls for a walk, two strikes for a strike count, just something like you really can't even rule it out with the way that the league is nowadays. Because they think that faster, more exciting means just changing the fundamentals of the game. Fundamentals, that's a tough word. Um, yeah, what would it take? for you guys to just completely give up on the sport. And I'm a Mets fan, so right now I'm like, oh, I got to love baseball because we're supposed to be a you know championship contender every year because we spend the most money, even though it still seems a little, little Will Pond-esque. Just a drop of Will Pond still left in there in the tank. So hopefully we get rid of that and win a fucking World Series in the next five years. But, uh, yeah, let me know. No, I don't know 
what happened. Um, but uh, the first, you, the first thing that jumped out to my, me was any sort of inning change. I was just gonna say, you know what would be to me if they're like, we're cutting it down to seven innings. Yeah, yeah, that'd be the first thing to me. Like, oh, we're dropping an inning or two. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah, I'd be out. You're doing what? That that would be that's the first thing. I mean, like, it would never happen because. Like he was saying, adjustment to balls and strikes. It would never happen. It'll always be three strikes and you're out. But can you imagine if it was like one, two, yes, two strikes, you're out at the old ball game. I'd be like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, obviously, like these are some serious changes that have happened, which kind of leads to our next call, which as, as you call, is now affecting the beer sales. So now people want to, ex- not want to, teams are extending the beer sales past the uh, seventh inning. Hey, Jim from uh, Pasadena again. A uh, quick update on the uh, beer sales. It uh, looks like the Arizona D-Bags, Rangers, and Twins um, are extending into the eighth inning for the beer sales because of the uh, shorter game time and it looks like the Brewers as well. So it looks like they're catching on as they probably look at their revenue dropping so early. So I just want to give you guys a quick update. Um, kind of related to the food uh, topics um, at the games, um, lifelong Dodger fan. I've lived here uh, my whole life. Dodger chicken food has always been pretty subpar. Uh, I think it's a pretty big travesty that they don't have <laughs> multiple In-N-Outs and King Tacos in the stadium, be great for tourists who come in uh, from out of town and catch those kind of staples for in the SoCal. So I always thought that was kind of a big swing and miss, even though they added Shake Shack. Um, it's still just one spot in there, and then they have all the trashy corporate ones uh, throughout the stadium. But um, Dodger Dogs, definitely overrated. Um, I did find that if you grab a cup of cheese from there and dip the dog in there, I know it's kind of a mid western fat america maybe but it's pretty good hell yeah um as well um i do have a question for andy um being a new parent congratulations again uh curious from uh perception you had before your uh, child was born to now being a dad was there anything that you were just totally off on like you had a wrong assumption um about being dad that you about being a dad that you learned so uh curious about that and then uh condoms are for uh chase utley welcome You know, he brings up a good point on like no in and out. I know in and out's very particular. I've I've read right. So I've I've this is that like in and out's fascinating. You ever notice how many how like the percentage of people that seem really happy to be there? Like the I workers? swear, there's yeah. Oh yeah, it's some and like Dude, people are turned to work there and and like generally like good looking. Like it's never like really like you never got like the creepy old fat man in there. Oh like, no, it's like young kids. It's it's yeah. it's like a cool spot to work, but it's super like Christian, right? It's like is a, it? I think it's a Christian thing. I'm pretty sure, but like I don't know, I don't know how that factors in. I don't know if they're like pulling these kids from like church groups or something. Like I would not be surprised at that because it seems like they all have the same kind of like general. I can see they're, that they're so happy to help you. 
Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm I'm trying to scroll through the But Wikipedia. it's insane for Dodger Stadium to have a Shake Shack and not in but yeah, of course there should be multiple locations. That's what I said about the about SoFi. The SoFi food was trash. It's like, why isn't there a Randy's donuts in there? Why isn't there in and outs? Why isn't there whatever? Did he say a King Taco? I thought that's what he said. I don't even know what King Taco is. I was confused about that too. I was like, what? I've never been to a King Taco in my life. He's talking about Del Taco? King Taco. Yeah. The fast food restaurant chain headquartered in Los Angeles. I've never seen a King Taco. In the stadium? Where is it at? No, he's saying there's not one in the stadium. He's saying like in oh. and out, it should be all over the stadium. But I was like, well, I see in and outs every exit on the 405 and the 10 and the 5. Like, Am I crazy or have I never driven by a King Taco once in my life? Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, did I miss a King Taco? I this is the mystery years. of King Taco. Where's King Taco? <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. King Taco. Headquartered in Los Angeles. What's the closest King Taco to where we lived in Venice? Not much on Wikipedia. Not much at all. What about on Google Maps, Andy? This is from 2015. There was a total of 23 restaurants throughout L.A. County and San Bernardino. You got to go to King Taco now. That's what I'm. But I'm saying it's like what? What, dude? You know how much I love tacos. I didn't know about a taco place in L.A. for that many years. I missed out on a taco place. But I'm saying, like, dude, before I came to L.A. I had never heard of El Pollo Loco. I'd never heard of it. But then you drive by them all the time. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like it looks like there's actually no King Tacos. It's all east. It's like the 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 westernmost one is like in Koreatown. <laughs> Look at this comment on YouTube. <laughs> what? King Taco sounds like some Gus Fring from Front Run Meth Factory. <laughs> so true. It looks like it runs. It looks like it runs from like downtown LA. There's a lot of them. Like there's a lot of them. Like east of downtown LA. Okay, so there is we, King we Taco, really King Torta, King Taco Pico Truck. They're numbered though. King Taco Six, King Taco Ten. King Taco 1. Here you go. King Taco 1 is in the Cypress Park, Mount Washington area. So it's kind of East LA. Okay. There's not one there's not one within 10 miles of 15 miles of us in Venice. That's why we never saw it. He's like, "You know, I don't know why they don't have the uh the street taco stand on Venice Boulevard and yeah. Venice and Lincoln Boulevard." Uh, they should. That that shit was the bomb. Yeah. And, and to answer your question, I'm just going to say it. Nobody talks about it. Babies suck, man. Like, <laughs> like, dude, they're a pain in the ass the first few months. I'm just going to be real. Like, People do talk about that. No, but they don't. I, I don't think a lot of people. A lot of people don't talk about how much it sucks. Like, 
like it will wear you. I I, I got although I got to give a shout out to to our buddy Guy Fiorita. Is it Fiorita or Fiorito? I always mess Fiorita. up. Fiorita. Fiorita. He texted me. I guess he he had seen the news that I was a dad. He's like, you got to read this book, dude. And I'm like, bro, everybody's trying to give me books. And he was like, no, no, no. I got the book about getting the kid to sleep. And he gifted me a, a digital book, which I'm like halfway through. Because everybody is an expert. What's the book? What is it titled? The Baby Sleep Solution. Okay. And it's it's only like 146 pages or something. But his point was like all these books by experts. It's it's literally a Brazilian woman who's like, yo, I just became the baby whisperer. Like I'm not like medical background, like talks about her whole story coming from Brazil to the States and just like raising kids of her own. And then she became like, this is how you do it. She's like, have you tried sliced steak and a mojito? <laughs> but to add to that, like, I know we're pretty soft, our generation now. Like, I think of my mom, like, dude, she had five boys within 11 years. And, like, we got one girl. Like, like I'm pathetic. I always think about that whenever, like, I'm out and some kids, like, being problematic. I'm always like, remember what you guys were doing as a kid. Like, you know, like, when I think of, like, oh, my friends, like, struggling to, like, put their baby to sleep. I think of my mom, like trying to put Mikey to bed while John like tried to burn the neighbor's house down, you know, <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Oh, you but like, or I'll see, I'll see like, I'll see like a kid running around a restaurant and my instinct will be like, somebody get your kid. And then I'll think about like the four of us inside the kitchen of a restaurant, putting the chef into a fucking freezer and locking it with a broomstick and being like, ah, no one gets food. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Now, I don't know if you have home videos. We have so many to go through. Like, my dad always had a camera, and it, they're wild videos where, like, just we're filming everything. Oh, like, there's a there's a there's a great video. It's actually a great home video of of us. My mom like gave away a bunch of our videos at one point. We're like, I was just like, she like let somebody like clean out her garage, and she's like, they took like a hundred tapes. I was like, cool. It's just our personal family history. No big deal. But there's a classic video where, like, we decided we were going to, like, take my dad's, like, swimsuit off by the pool. And then so it's, like, it's the three boys, like, wrestling with him in the yard. And then at one point, like, a three-year-old Mikey comes over and just, like, starts kicking him in the head. Like, aggressive, <laughs> like, full soccer kicks to the head. It was, like, something out of fucking American History X. And you could just see that Mikey was going to turn into some sort of devil child one day. Cause he, I mean, he was just, you know, stomping away. It's oh, hilarious. Yeah. And this adult, my dad's like, wait, what, how did we get to here? Oh yeah. I know, man. That's what I'm saying. Like our parents had it tough. Like meanwhile, I'm like, Oh, she won't stop crying. What do I do? I can't handle this. I'm trying to watch the game. Shut up. Yeah, I'm pathetic. But hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? So we are now almost, we're almost there on the NBA playoffs as far as the seeding. We, we got two yep. games tonight, but uh, Lakers come back 
hell of a game the other night. Yeah. I thought they were going to lose that one. I thought they were going to lose when they went to overtime because of the fucking terrible, like how they, the game was over. Yeah. LeBron, LeBroning at the end, chance to win the game, finds a, a wide open man. It's to me like, you know, I know sometimes I repeat myself on this show, uh, but it's just every, as you watch the NBA and there's still, in my opinion, no bigger star, even if there's a player that's, you know, winning MVPs or whatever, there's still no bigger star in the NBA than LeBron James. There's, in my opinion, still no bigger storyline than whatever team LeBron James is on because we're still, you know, now we're looking at a guy who's like everything is, and, and I always say, I don't think you can take away from your legacy, but how much more can he add? In my opinion, obviously the greatest ever. Some people, there'll be nothing he can ever do to be the greatest ever. Some people may be still on the fence. Maybe there are some things that he can still do, but no doubt about it, we're still looking at a guy adding to his NBA storybook that's as long with as many chapters as just about anybody. And to me, it's like, just what it's almost like to me, like I, I have such a whirlwind of emotions in a sit in a, on a play like that, where I'm like, come down, hit the game winner, show all these people that still stupidly say, but then he goes to the basket and then just, I mean, an, an exceptional pass, a pass you wouldn't even see 20 years ago to a wide open intruder. And it's just like, you know what? In the end, that is really why I like the guy. It's really why I became a fan of him is because of that play right there. And then, of course, you know, there's a terrible foul on the other end. And you're like, this is how they fucking lose this game, right? Did you hear what he said to the uh, at the postgame no. interview? The first thing he said when they were talking about all this stuff? It's about legacy, yo. Yeah. It's about legacy, yo. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, it's about legacy, yo. I love that you even had that ready to go. <laughs> Did you go to a? Do you go to a, a, the the magnifying glass at the top right and search for something to do that, or do you know exactly what folder it's on on your desktop? I know what folder it's on on my desktop, dude. I got I got some stuff that I've never played from like past episodes that just makes me laugh that I'll play. I one of he who shall not be named. Just I've never played. That's hilarious. It sounds like he's about to cry when he was on our show, when he was telling us that he was better than both of us. Oh yeah. No, I think that was me actually. It wasn't you. It was it was it was me. I wasn't there. Right? Was that you and Maddie? You were there. Was I there? Right? I don't know. There's one I know there was an episode where he where I wasn't there, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah, I got, I got some, I got some stuff in the folder now. Now we did have now, a call. He who shall not be named. It actually came up. Wasn't he the the little twerp that was like selling secrets for the United States government? Wait, what? Andy, how much has this baby got you out of touch with the world? <laughs> dude, dude, I literally have no clue. What? Some like 23 year old like leaking American secrets. And I was just like, oh, uh, dude, it looks, so it looks just like our guy. Does it? I mean, not like, not like in, in like, you know, but it's just like, it's the same vibe. That's hilarious. 
Yeah, I gotta get caught up, man. Baby plus diarrhea is like, yeah, like. I don't. I don't know what's going on. What day is it? Is it Friday? Okay. Friday. Getting, Friday. Getting caught up here. So, who do you like in these matchups? And then we got a call. I'm not gonna play all the calls because you and I are obviously gonna discuss it. But like, Lakers are are, are Grizz, man. I like the Lakers. I said that the whole time. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that'll be a hard hard fought series. But I like the Lakers to get through it. Everything that's going on with, you know, Ja. Uh, just Memphis, like certainly has playoff experience, but still a relatively young team. I mean, the, the it's not it's not the world's easiest matchup for the Lakers, but I still think like let's start with you can you can be critical of me all you want and like my love of Le LeBron James and slurping and whatever and how he compares if. If a a finals matchup or if a game a matchup in a random game was 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 Bucks Lakers, I wouldn't say that LeBron James is the best player on the floor. And by the way, I am a John Morant stand. Anybody who has listened to this show for a while knows that I was. You go back to the March Madness that he played, and I said make him the number one pick. I love his game. And I think LeBron James is the best player in this series. Let's start there. Mm, interesting. Yeah, we got they're some. Good... A, they're a significantly deeper team than the Lakers. But I think it's a tough series. I think it could potentially go all seven. No Steven Adams, though. And, and like I think that's one of those players who he's not gonna have the most. You know, the stats aren't going to be the greatest, but like impact. The Lakers are a team as well. And, you know, this will certainly be the determining factor. The Lakers are a team like a lot of LeBron James teams that are built around having basically three tier, three tiers of players on the team. You've got LeBron James, some sort of pseudo second banana or third banana. And that would be obviously Anthony Davis. And then you've got the other guys who fill out rosters. Um, really, you know LeBron James is going to have a great series. You know it, right? But there's absolutely no chance that he d plays poorly. How does Anthony Davis play? Yeah. And without Steven Adams, that's... That certainly helps. Well, right. Everybody's saying, and they've kind of said this for a while about them. The Lakers go as far as Anthony Davis goes. He plays poorly, they lose. He plays well, they win. That's kind of been his MO since he joined them. And that's why if you go through, you know, my my NBA betting manifesto always starts with taking the underdogs in game one, having the home team bounce back into game two and play in the NBA zigzag theory. Now you also have to consider that Vegas has gotten smart to this and has adjusted their lines accordingly. And you've got to also just be aware in things that we've got, we've always got to be able to pivot based on how things go. But if you look at, um, if you look at the first games on, on Saturday, Knicks, Cavs, Nets, Sixers, Hawks, Celtics, Warriors, Kings. Okay. 
I love the Knicks on the road getting five and a half. I love the Nets on the road getting eight and a half. I don't really <coughs> love the Hawks on the road getting nine, but I don't hate it. And then Warriors Kings, again, the the Vegas has started to consider this. That's a game that's I'm not touching because it's even. I mean, I might even say that the that the Kings are now underdogs. Yeah. Series. But it also is a Kings home game. That's the one where it's like four years ago, regardless of all the things, the Kings are a two, three, four point favorite because it's a home game. But, you know, Vegas has gotten smart to that. So that's probably the stay away. But the first two, I fucking love them. So the uh, the Thunder. Thunder win Lakers the other night. Memphis, three and a half point favorites at home. Game one. Get, get, listen, give me the Knicks money line, the Nets spread, the Lakers money line. So Thunder win the other night. Spread. And we uh, we got a call about them. And, and then, you know, time to re- maybe reevaluate. Let's, let's look at this trade that happened with, uh, with SGA and um, – Paul George. Sports. Uh, just a quick NBA question. Uh, I'm an Oklahoma City Thunder fan watching the game and Shane is pretty, uh, playing pretty well. Uh, I think it'd be interesting if you guys went back and reviewed the terms of the, uh, the Shane Gilchrist Paul George trade and uh, to see where it stands a few years later. I think a lot of it depends on how the Clippers play in the playoffs this year as I think Kawhi and George's window are definitely closing this point, but they managed to think you got to discuss. Have a good one. Are you in a field? What, what, were, you, were you farming wheat? What was going on there? <laughs> All the wind. Dude, the, here's the deal on that trade. Clippers have done nothing. Like, like their whole goal was to win a championship. Well, they made the Western Conference Finals. You even made the finals. I saw a stat, at least it was from January. It was an old article. I was just looking at it. So I don't know. Add on to some games since January. As of January this year, they've only played 35% of the games together. Yeah. Kawhi and Paul George. The thing that you have to consider with that trade, um, no doubt about it, the Oklahoma City Thunder win that trade. Yeah. But like so much that's going on in sports these days, you know, in these, in these, you know, sort of player run leagues and the form, like the, the smart player that goes, why am I going to go somewhere where I don't have the players to play with? That's why, I mean, I said it and it is sort of shocking to a lot of people, but obviously not shocking to me because I said it. Um, But like the reports are now saying Odell signing with the Ravens has nothing to do with having any sort of belief that Lamar is for sure coming back and going to play, which you had to know based on that situation, but also everything that we've learned about sports in the last five to seven years is, Oh, this is some sort of, you know, forming of a team, you know, and the, that's what you have to consider with the Clippers Laker, the Clippers thunder deal, which is Kawhi came because Paul George came. We've talked all about all these guys. Oh, LeBron's a bad GM and this guy in the super teams and blah, 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 blah. Listen, 
if Kawhi Leonard had come to that team and they <coughs> make the Paul George trade, are they better? Oh, yeah. <coughs> but you've also got to consider the fact that he wasn't coming without that. Yeah, and I, I, so I that. think I think if you went back in time, if you had a time machine, they probably do it again. Now, if they had a time machine, maybe Kawhi Leonard would be like, I'd rather play with SGA than Paul George. But if you had a time machine and everything stayed the same and you said, listen, Clippers, this is how it works out for you guys. But right now you still only have an opportunity to get Kawhi Leonard if you trade to get Paul George. I think they still do it. Yeah, no, I and they probably would, but again, the you know, that was like a championship or bust move. They hadn't even made the finals, man. Like, I mean, you just said it, like they lost that trade straight up. But again, that's that trade in the vacuum. Okay. That would be my that would be my argument, and that would be what I guarantee you if we call Chris Wilde, that's what that's what he's gonna say. Well, we wouldn't have gotten Kawhi. Well, 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 I'll just ask you right now, Joe. Like, who do you have winning that series? The Clippers or the Suns? The Suns. Exactly. But I think it's a good series. Sure. And I think that the Clippers, like I, my NBA's exact theory says, I like the Clippers in game one to at least cover. Who do you like tonight? These last few... Uh... These last few playing games. Do you like Which the Thunder? Games? The Thunder or the Vikings? The Vikings. <laughs> the Vikings? The Thunder. I'm looking at Minnesota. The Thunder. Yeah, I was going to say which game's up first, but obviously it's the East game. So it's Bulls. Yeah. Game. What time does that game start, by the way? Four o'clock. Um, I like, I like the Thunder for sure. I said that last episode. I said parlay the the Wolves losing twice. And I probably like the Heat. I mean, I think that game's... I think the Bulls-Heat game's going to be really good. But I probably like the Heat because they're home. Um, I don't like... I don't like the um, Timberwolves' home court advantage as much as I like the Heat's home court advantage. Going Heat-Thunder. Which... Is that what creates tornadoes? No. That's when the temperature drops, right? I have no idea. I thought it was homosexuals. (laughs) Isn't that what they say? It's God punishing the homosexuals. Oh, man. Yeah, it's when the temperature drops, right? I don't know. What, tornadoes? Yeah. Or hurricanes? Tornadoes. I have no idea. I've been through a awful thunderstorm in Oklahoma City, by the way. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know why they're called the thunder. I was like stuck. I mean, it was it was like intensely hailing like it looked like the end of the world. I had I'd flown in there to do the old frat boys of comedy show. I must have been so drunk the night before. I forgot to pack underwear and socks. Just like completely forgot. 
was gonna be there a couple nights. Went to there was like a giant Walmart by my uh hotel. Got like literally like everybody was like in it. They're like, there it was a thunderstorm. They're like, there might be a tornado. Yeah, you getting yourself some milk for so you could be in the basement. I forgot my underwear because I was hung over. <laughs> that was the first time I had water. I'll tell you something right now. You don't need underwear, fella. <laughs> Actually, no, it wasn't the first time. It is. It was. It was definitely a time where I, I was I was having a lot of Whataburger that trip. So we talk a lot about social media and sports, especially I think with with Major League Baseball and their problem. I got some interesting stats on the NBA. The NBA generated 32 billion views across its NBA and NBA related social media accounts this season, which is up more than 10% over last year. The NBA Instagram account alone did 13 billion views. It is the first pro sports league to surpass 20 million subscribers on YouTube. Whoa. On YouTube. Yeah. Not the NFL, the NBA. Here's an interesting one. Of the 10 most viewed players on NBA social this season, um, five, oh, I'm sorry. Of the 10 most viewed NBA, of 10 most viewed players on NBA social this season were internet, wait, how's he framing this? A lot of international players. I don't know how he's wording this. Anyway, and five were under 26. So five five of the 10 are international and five, five of yeah, the 10 sorry. separately, or I'm sure this crossover are, I'm not sure. are under 26. So for anyone who says that the NBA is dying, that is incorrect. That is false. Stats don't lie. The YouTube one is is big, and it also is not surprising, though, because I see the kids I coach, they're big on watching NBA YouTube highlights. Yeah. They're not, they're not watching college basketball highlights. They want to see Steph Curry or, you know, LeBron or whoever. And I've noticed Steph is the big one. All the kids want to watch the Steph highlights. Yeah. And they just watch it on YouTube, which obviously we didn't have. And of course, you know, not to beat a dead bush, as Andy would say, but uh, YouTube is is something that the subscribers are international. I know a lot of people love to point to, you know, Nielsen TV ratings or, you know, AM radio tune-ins, but uh, the internet. I mean, we just talked. We just talked about it the other day, and and this is a conversation again. I had this with Randy because he asked me. I'm going to repeat the same conversation, but he asked me who's the most famous person in your phone, and I said like, what is the basis for that? Like, what will we judge as the re? Like, I don't even know how to answer that question. The f- there was a couple names that came to my mind right away, and then in the end, I said, I guess t- to me. In 2023, Instagram followers is probably the method I would use. Now we talked about it. You, you know, you obviously have Lance Bass in your phone. I would argue he is he's more famous than Theo Vaughn, you know. But in this day and age, like 
it is a it is a real thing. Like your social media numbers. At, at the very least, it's fame in terms of reach, reach, and in terms of like maybe the active mark. Like if you're famous, you know. Well, we just went over it with Wayne Gretzky. Like That's Humphrey Bogart is probably more famous to people on planet Earth than Theo Vaughn, but like not really. Yeah. He's dead. Like there's not, you know, your actual, your actual, like the actual number of people that are tuning into something. I think social media is just about as big of a fucking thing as you can use to, to like measure it. Obviously, so, if you're a musician, your streams, if sure. you're, uh, if you're, um, you know, an actor, your box office or your, or again, your streams, but you know, the idea that anybody would be judging the life and death of a, say, a sports league, and and looking at things <laughs> like all star game Nielsen ratings yeah. as compared to social media subscribers, YouTube subscribers to the league account. Well, here's what's crazy too. I just looked. It's pretty eye-opening for me. The NBA has over 20 million YouTube subscribers. The NFL, a little over 11 million. Almost double the NFL. Major League Baseball, no surprise, 4.75 million YouTube subscribers. And, and you know, th that number, the, the, the NFL versus NBA number just kind of shows you how dominant the NFL is in America. Yeah. And how dominant the NBA is in the world. Because the NFL has over half of the followers of the NBA. And it's mostly from one country. Whereas the NBA has twice the reach of the NFL worldwide. Yeah. No, for sure. Now, if you're somebody who only cares about what's happening within the borders of the United States of America, <coughs> if you, I don't know, hate foreigners, <coughs> then I guess you could argue the NBA was dying. Well, and also my thing, again, I always say is follow the money, right? Following is equal money. Like you, you brought up the whole equivalent of like who's more popular on Instagram, or it's like the bigger the following, the more money you're making, whether you are an actor, musician, comedian, whatever. So it's like if a league or a player, whoever has the following, they have again, that's kind of the problem with Major League Baseball. How many times yeah. have you said it? Yeah. LeBron has more Instagram followers than all of Major League Baseball players combined. Like therein lies baseball's major issue. Yeah. Kids are not getting on YouTube to watch Mike Trout, Mike Trout highlights. They're getting on YouTube to watch LeBron. Let's go. Strikes out. What are they going to watch? Well, Joe, NBA playoffs are here. We got a nice long weekend NBA playoffs. The perfect time for you to sit in your hotel room and crack open some nice cold Miller lights as you watch those games. Well, unfortunately for me, well, we got, we do have a couple of, uh, we do have a couple of day and afternoon games, but unfortunately a lot of the primetime games will be happening right when I'm in my shows. But fortunately, and this is probably the best thing 
about the comedy cellar at the Rio in Las Vegas. Refrigerator, green room refrigerator stocked with Miller lights. It's glorious. Guys behind the bar with the comedy cellar, Miller light bottles, green room refrigerator, Miller light cans. It's a Miller light bonanza down here. When I when I finally blow up, I'll I'll do one of those things of giving back to the community, and I will personally uh, put a Miller Lite draft in here at the Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas. But until then, I have I've had the glorious privilege of walking in to the green room every night and grabbing myself a Miller Lite every single night here. I've been here. There's a Miller Lite on stage with me. If I don't have a Miller Lite on stage with me, something's gone terribly wrong. Miller Lite, guys, it's a light beer with the flavor you love. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Get it delivered right to your house. Don't even got to leave. The goat. And shout out to Miller Life because those cases they sent were, were flowing on Easter at my house. Oh, yeah. Had, had family over, and uh, I'm not going to name that other brand, but uh, some, some, some of my girlfriend's brothers were like, yeah, we drink the other brand, and guess what? Not here you don't. And they said, oh, I forgot how good this tastes. And I said, well, take a few. Take, take some parting... Take, take some parting gifts. Yeah. Take, take some parting gifts. You're just out there fixing lives, Andy. And I love I love that for you. I'm, I'm trying. Okay, let's get to some NFL news and we'll wrap up this show. We've talked, we've talked uh a lot of other sports, but we're gonna get to the NFL, Joe. I'm gonna make it happen one way or another. Right. Lots going on right here. We have the commanders are in a preliminary deal to be sold. Finally. You probably don't like this because you love the Dan Snyder. I do, sadly. Own team in your own uh, division. But You're, probably probably good long-term. Probably means a, a new stadium with some new turf. That, that's been problematic. Um, there's already the conversation that's going on. Will the name be changed again? For real? There's, that's the conversation that's going on already. Will the name be changed again? Here's a fun stat on that. They have had more under the Dan Snyder regime. They've had more team names than postseason wins. Wow. That's your stat right there. They've had three team names, the Redskins, the Washington football team, and the commanders, and they've only had two postseason wins. Wow. That's how bad of an owner he was. Probably for six billion dollars. The 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 Commanders, Redskins, Washington football team. Also, more playoff wins combined than Lamar Jackson and Kirk Cousins. Throwing that out there. Mm, shots fired. Some guys who have been in the greater DC area themselves. So I guess the. Guy buying it is a group led by a man named Josh Harris, who has ownership in 
The Sixers, correct? The Sixers and the New Jersey Devils. So I want to pose this question because all these guys do it. I think league should not let you own a team if you already own a team. Wait, what? You shouldn't be able to own a team that if you own a, a, a franchise in a different sport. I don't know. Am, am, am I am I sounding ridiculous? Kinda. Why is that? Well, first of all, you have you have certain people like, unfortunately, James Dolan. Like when you own, a lot of times when you own an arena <coughs> and all the things come with it, you own the two teams that are there. Okay. Maybe this is a bad, really bad take. I don't know. But if you look at this, what you say he owns the Sixers and the Devils? Correct. Two teams that have success of of you know two two playoff teams right now. Um, seems like he can manage. I mean, he's just—it's not like he's just the head of a fund of people that are probably a true an ownership group. You know who else is in that group on this with the Commanders? Who? Our boy. Magic Johnson. Can't wait for those tweets. Wow. Today I bought the Washington Commanders. Did you know they were formerly known as the Redskins and then the Washington football team? I am very excited. Yeah. They are a team that plays in the National Football League. A lot of people think since they changed their name to the Commanders that they are no longer the Washington football team, but they are the Washington football team. They are merely now known as the Commanders but they will forever be the football team in Washington. Yeah. A lot of, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at his tweets, by the way, a lot of people calling for an, another name change. Uh, a, here's a, here's an interesting thing. I saw this. I know social media can be, you know, different than what's going on in real life, but I saw this on social media and then I got a text message from a friend. I won't name names because I'm I I wrote him back, but I don't know if it was sarcastic or not. But he is a fan of the Washington football franchise. He said the first move should be changing the name back to Redskins. That's hilarious. And I said, hard to know. And I don't know if he was being sarcastic or not, but that is a conversation that's also online right now. Well, let's see if Magic has anything to say about it. Pulled up Magic Johnson's Twitter feed. No, but he has a great take on the Lakers versus Grizz. I'm going to read that. If the Lakers are going to beat the Memphis, and he misspelled it, but we're going to call it out, the Grizzler, not Grizzlies. If the Lakers are going to beat the Memphis Grizzlies, this, the, I, I feel like if you put, <laughs> I feel like if you put Memphis Grizzler into Urban Dictionary, that it's definitely a sex move. <laughs> Memphis Grizzler definitely sounds. Like that's that. so. That's so Cleveland steamer of a. It really is. Well, what's the Memphis Grizzler? Well, you know, you take her out to the woods. You take a dump over a fire. And then you uh, throw it on her. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Memphis Grizzler. The Memphis Grizzler is when you're showering with a girl and you you hold her in a bear hug and you start shitting on her. And <laughs> and when she realizes that you're shitting on her, she tries to escape your bear hug and claws your back with her nails like a grizzly trying to attack Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio and the Revenant. The Memphis Grizzler. 
<laughs> so Magic tweeted, if the Lakers are going to beat the Memphis Grizzler, they have to control the pace and the role player. I love it, man. <laughs> it also, Magic's tweet is also the IMDB review of a horror movie. <laughs> if the kids are going to, if the kids at the lake are going to defeat the Memphis Grizzler, they must make sure to get his axe away from him. They have to control the pace and the role players like Reeves, Schroeder, D'Lo, Beasley, Achimura, and Troy Brown Jr. have to play great to help AD and LeBron. I'd also like to see Lonnie Walker play in the Memphis series. It's unbelievable he tweets this. Is that all one tweet? It's all one tweet. Jesus. He is also Twitter blue? What's up? Do you have Twitter blue? That seems like it's over 240 characters. He does. I think it says, oh, new fact. I didn't know this. In his bio, he's also now a writer for Black Sports Online. Make, makes sense. <laughs> that, yeah, that wasn't even that wasn't even his take. That was just his headline. Picks and vids. Unbelievable. Yeah, man. So the uh, commanders are going to be sold. Nice little uh, ROI for Mr. Uh, Dan Schneider. He... Uh, I love but, I'll never I'll never not love you calling him Dan Schneider. Yeah, I don't know why I do it. He bought the team for eight hundred and uh five million. And now he's gonna sell them for six bill? Yeah. You know what's crazy? Or here's what I think. I think the end NFL was like they were trying to do this go back and forth with each other. I think they're like, we're going to, we're going to have you sell it. You're going to make billions of dollars and we're not going to release all the insane shit you guys did. Because if we did release it, your value would go down, but so would ours. And yeah, basically, basically there, there's a situation here where everybody stands to make more money. If you just sell it right now, basically that's yeah. what I think happened. Now, another NFL money news. They did announce the Sunday ticket prices. I know. This is. <sighs> now, is it all? It's all streaming, essentially, right? Like, is there a version of this that isn't streaming? No, I don't think so. So, YouTube TV has it as a reminder. They're paying $2 billion a year for the rights. It's for YouTube TV subscribers. It's. So people like me who have YouTube TV, it's three forty nine for the season. And people like me who you're going to give your password to. Uh, not going to work here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it's three forty nine for the season, but two forty nine if you purchase before June six, which I will be doing. Hundred bucks off before June six. Yeah. Now non YouTube TV subscribers, four forty nine for the season, three forty nine early. A lot of people are pissed about this now. What do you pay for YouTube TV a month? 60 bucks? It just went up. It went up for the first time in three years. It's like 72 or 73 now. So $72 a month. And then you'll have a, what was it? 249? Yeah, if I get it before June 6th. So that's another 20 bucks a month. You got cable, bro. No, it's all, it's been cable for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But remember, this was like the thing. It's like you have a la carte TV. And now you have a $90 YouTube TV bill a month, $95. Well, it's also, you know, 
85, 90 channel. I mean, it's, it's, right. it's been 85 channels for a while. It's yeah. like, you know, the one advantage of YouTube TV is that, is that unlimited, uh, DVR. Like it's in the cloud. Yeah. That is nice. I mean, it, when YouTube TV came out, I want to say it was $50 a month. It's already just like, I know, I know people were mad and it's so funny. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know, you're going to pay for it though. Well, I think stupid people are mad because <laughs> I think, I think like so many things, people, people are just gripped by what they're used to. You know, like I feel like people who are pissed off about the prospect of having to get YouTube TV and the NFL package are like, I got to have that on top of my direct TV. It's like, no, you don't cancel your direct TV, bro. Well, I just, look, you don't need fucking satellite anymore. If if you didn't do it early and you paid the three forty nine, you had YouTube TV. It's $20 a week for 17 weeks. So ask yourself that. Is it worth $20 a week during the NFL season to watch every single game? I'd argue it is. The NFL is arguing it is. YouTube TV is arguing it Sorry. is. Sorry. So what's what's that price? That price is? It would be $20 a week for 17 weeks. If you're just getting the football package. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, if you're a YouTube TV subscriber already. Right. They're smart. They're doing this to get YouTube TV subscribers. Sure, That's why they make it hundred bucks more. Right. But I mean, how long have they sponsored? They've sponsored the NBA Finals for how many years in a row? Like, they're they're. It went from like a thing like, oh, it's kind of novel. To, like, I don't know. I prefer it. I mean, boxes and all this stuff. Like, like. I don't know. That's a thing of the past. That's antiquated. But yeah, I mean, look, you have to say, is it worth it? And then obviously there's the illegal streaming sites, which I'm just like, I don't, I don't got time. For, I'm a grown ass man. Like, right. Like you guys can do all that, but like fourth quarter final drive, I'm not like dealing with that shit. Now tell me, cause you, you have, I had YouTube TV for a minute and again, I didn't have it. But, you know, I was with somebody who subscribed to it. And so I could watch the local NFL game. Correct. And then I had, Mikey had, DirecTV. So then I would stream Sunday Ticket. Will you be able to, like, does YouTube TV work where, like, could you get your three screen situation going? It's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, they allow three screens at once. And I don't know if they're going to allow, like, like YouTube TV was doing something during the NCAA tournament where they'd have split screens. That was an option. They'd never done that before. Right. You could be watching. I would imagine YouTube TV will figure out how to do. Yeah, we can. Because DirecTV was doing that. Yeah. I could put four games up on one TV. I'd assume they do that. Well, I'm going to have to have a talk with Mikey and see see how he's going to handle this situation. <laughs> hey, it's the least he could do after kicking your dad in the head. Do. What's that? The least he could do after kicking your dad in the head. Yeah, repeatedly. So, yeah, but, but I mean, that's the thing is like right now it's like 
I'm signed into so many things. That is the, that is the beauty. That's like, <laughs> I, you know, in the end, I hated DirecTV forever, but now I have, now I essentially use Mikey's DirecTV login to get into all these premium streaming channels. And then now there's a DirecTV stream app. So like on my TV at home, I have direct, I have the direct TV streaming app, which is not only has all the things, but it's all Mikey's local channels. So I can just watch MSG Sportsnet New York. Like I don't even, I don't even have to sign up for an extra package. It's just like his local channels are my local channels, which as a New York sports fan is perfect. I don't know. This is really, this is so what's really your gonna... kickback to him? Like, like no. what, what are you giving him in return? Uh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. But when I come, when I come visit, you know, I, I use that my Miller light fuel and I mean those kids we hack, you know, that's what it is. Good uncle. Cause like my family, we've all kind of done stuff like that, but like there's always been a give and take. Hey, you, you got my HBO, you get my YouTube TV. I get your Disney plus. You're just like, ah, fuck you. Well, I mean, it's, it's not like it costs them anything. Right. I think I have a, I, I think he signed into something that I'm, uh, Maybe Apple TV. He might have my Apple TV login. Mikey, I'm just saying, if I was your agent, this is not a good deal for you. It's a great deal for him. It's what brothers do. Okay. You know, it's like Fast and the Furious. It's like family. It's all about family. You know, I've never watched a single one. I, I I watched the first one. I actually went to the first one ever with Mikey in theaters. He was like, we got to go see this movie. Mikey have for sure has seen every single one. Guarantee it. That's hilarious. We may have to have Mikey zoom in on the show. <laughs> Fast and Furious movie reviews. Talk to him about this cable situation. Yeah. Well, How are we handling this cable situation, Mikey? We yeah, can talk it- about this. I wonder what how's Mikey gonna handle the Saquon Barkley situation as well. It's devastating. Not, not not saying, to Saquon Barkley and Dexter Lawrence right now, both refusing to show up to both refusing to show up to you know off season workouts. I hate to say it, Saquon, but like Todd Gurley ruined it for everybody. Like Todd Gurley is the poster child of not giving long term guaranteed deals. It's weird. I now Andy. I hesitate to do this given our thing on the show, but why given our, given our pre-show conversation, but why is the conversation about why, why are we creating a fictitious conversation around Lamar Jackson? Why or why not? He is getting signed, but we're not doing that. We don't do that for like running backs. Why is no one doing that? Cause they're not as important. But like, yeah, I understand that. But like, it, it it to me, isn't that weird? Like, no one's being like they paid Christian McCaffrey, but they won't pay Saquon Barkley. No one's doing a comparison of their numbers. No one's doing everything. Isn't it almost like those deals, the Zeke deal, the Gurley deal, the McCaffrey deal, proved why not to do it? Yeah. And it and didn't the Deshaun Watson deal, the Russell Wilson deal, the whatever, didn't they prove why not to do it? Yeah. 
to me, it's weird that that's something that isn't being brought up. That RG three is not like. I think more people are now seeing the Lamar thing. It just took a while. I I, I think more people are like, yeah, this is this is why. But yeah, those guys. Everybody's, you know what it is. Everybody, in my opinion, is just hung up on the MVP thing. You know, four years ago. I mean, not not to get dark, but I thought of something. I'll I'll get a little dark, I didn't, and but it's also like it's it's real and it's comedic and whatever. Take it as you want. They're they're all like, oh, he won the MVP, won the MVP. I'm like, dude, that was 2019. Guess what? In 2019, I lived in Venice Beach. Both my parents were still alive, and you know, I'm saying like a lot can happen since 2019. Like I was thinking about myself, like, dude, that's what's happened in my life since Lamar won the MVP. Yeah. Now I have a kid, and I live in Cincinnati. I had no knee pain whatsoever in 2019. Like a lot can happen yeah. in three and a half years. And like Lamar, since then I've missed lots of action due to injury. So like, what's the move here though for Saquon? Like, well, I, I think that's part of the conversation is like, <coughs> you have to come to the table Wanting your long-term, I, listen, I do not, I do not fault any NBA any NFL player at any position for not wanting to play on the franchise tag. Agree. Get paid. But you have to come with a, to, you, you know, you've got to come to the table. I don't, I, I think, I think the, the, um, number that I heard, I think I heard he turned down a $12 million a year deal. Um, I don't know if that was for four years or something like that or five years, but you're not getting 20 million. Dude, Zeke just got cut. McCaffrey's been traded. Todd Gurley works at IHOP. Like, you have to come with like a realistic number because these guys have proven that the numbers that they signed for not only are not realistic, but then then they've got to find somewhere for you to go in two years. Yeah. So I am, I am so in favor of, of you know what Dexter they, Lawrence not showing up. I'm in favor of Saquon Barkley not showing up, but you have to like. They, what the market needs to reset it like a, a, a two or three year deal. Like a guaranteed two or three. But to be honest, or, it's probably or, two. Listen, like uh, I, two again, years, 25, I, two years, $25 million guaranteed. Well, he's not going to do that because right now he's on the franchise tag for one year. What's guaranteed? 20? No. One year, 10. That's his franchise deal? Yeah. How is that t- top five money in the league? The top five running backs in football make average $10 million a year? Yeah. Wow. Because he got cut. <laughs> But again, that I mean, I mean, people forget talk early. Talk early is like 28, man. He didn't play in the NFL in two years. It's like 28, 29. Like that deal is the poster child after he had just two monster seasons. And also Saquon was great last year. Yeah. Also, also was hurt the two years. It's like, you know, I think that's that's where these guys have to say, okay, I'll do two years. 
25 million guaranteed. Yeah, or listen, if he's if if you're talking about if they're offering if they offered him a four year deal, tw- if they offered him 12 million, I'm assuming it was for four like if you do a four year 48 24 guaranteed, like yeah, it seems like you got to just sign like cuz you're in this situation now where it's like again, you don't want to put yourself in a Lamar Jackson situation where you don't show up but they don't really want to budge, but then no one else wants you. And then you're just sitting there with, if you ever come back to camp, it's going to, there's going to be bad blood. The giants love Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley loves the giants. You got to play hardball, get your money, dude. But you have to get your money within reason. And, and I am, I'm just absolutely sick and tired I think it is the most it's I don't want to say the most because there's so many bad takes out there, but I think the, I think one of the worst takes that we see in sports today is people talking about terrible deals as justification for why guys should get terrible deals. Yeah. If you don't want to pay Lamar Jackson, but you paid Deshaun Watson this, then some terrible, reckless claim. It's like, dude, the Browns don't want to be paying Deshaun Watson. It's been one year. They couldn't be more they couldn't be more filled with regret that they did that deal. Yeah. If you paid Russell Wilson, the Broncos wish wish Russell Wilson would die in a plane crash. <laughs> The Broncos wish John Elway would push Russell Wilson down the stairs in a drunken domestic, in a coke-fueled domestic. They're begging for it. Yeah, he the Broncos I mean, he... wish uh, wish OJ would run over Russell Wilson in a Bronco. <laughs> he allegedly turned down about thirteen million per year after the season. Saquon. Saquon. Yeah, but here's what's interesting: the NFL's top free agent running backs have all been tagged. Basically, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. It's like teams are just not—they're just not paying the running backs now. I right? would love Saquon Barkley back, man. He'll be back, but he'll be, he'll be back. It, you know, the Giants are in a situation now. They paid Daniel Jones, and now you like. As far as key members of the Giants go, I would say Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas are about the biggest four that you could. Like if you were talking about the most important Giants right now, those are probably them. I I guess a year in Kayvon Thibodeau is probably the next one on the list in terms of the future of the franchise it's hard to pay everybody. And now you're in a situation where two of those three of those four are demanding to get paid this off season. And two of those four aren't going to show up to OTAs or whatever. You'd, it'd be a terrible situation to come to some sort of agreement with Dexter Lawrence that makes you not be able to sign Saquon Barkley or vice versa. Yeah. 
And that is what being an NFL GM is. And that's what Saquon Barkley, of all the people, probably more so than Dexter Lawrence and definitely more so than Daniel Jones, has to realize because as great as you are and as much as you might make this team go offensively, your running back's just not that valuable. Yeah, 100%. All right, guys. Well, uh, let's wrap it up. I made th- made it through. Didn't diarrhea. That's a W for me. Follow us on social at the Dirty Sports. All things Dirty Sports. JoePrano.com forward slash shows. Uh, rest of the weekend. Comedy Cellar, Las Vegas, Nevada. Tonight. Tomorrow. Sunday. Monday, I'll be at Dodgers Mets in Chavez Ravine, maybe dipping <laughs> a Dodger dog in some cheese. Who knows? Try it. Uh, definitely not eating in and out burger. We know that. Definitely not eating King Taco for the first time. <laughs> we know that. Throckmorton Theater in San Rafael in Marin County on Tuesday. Great show at a really cool little old theater. Uh, Wednesday, uh, Kill Dozer in San Francisco. You can see that in the shows. You can see uh, all these things um, promoted in the show's highlight on my instagram all my social media is at joe prano except for twitter where i'm at fix your life stanford connecticut june 6th headlining the new new york comedy club in stanford connecticut so that ticket link should be up soon keep your guy keep your eyes out for that if you guys can do it um shows coming up in the east coast los angeles lots of places joeprano.com forward slash shows He's going to be, uh, oh, that was an accident. The heating and air conditioning are chiming in. <laughs> That's our boy, Jay Sizzle. What's up, Jay Sizz? You're going to be at the- DJ uh, Sizzle. You got a headline at King Taco, man. Dude, my, my girlfriend and I went to see DJ Sizzle. We talked about this last episode. Um, and ever since we went, she'll just randomly be sitting around and go, DJ Sizzle. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Get get a get a gig at King Taco. Yeah. He'll jokes outside the, the the taco stand. All right, guys, that's our show. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll be back on Monday. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>